Ladies and gentlemen, this is Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what's up, dude? What is going? I got a new car, so I'm yeah, good. Yeah, you did. I'm excited. Actually, I think you, you had it last week. No, I did. I, I yeah, was you, talking about getting one. No, you did drove it over. Yeah, <laughs> you had it. Never here. mind. It's been a very quick week, I guess. So. I remember. Yeah, before we recorded, you actually took me outside and showed it to me. <sighs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been, fuck, dude. It's been going so quick. I know that feeling, though. Life is hectic. Uh, all right. Well, let's get right into it, ladies and germs. The Browns, they got their fucking dicks beat in on Monday night by the, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it's funny. I was very confident going into that game, so I I was pissed off that ESPN, I think we talked about it on air, ESPN had the, the Niners at like a 76% chance of winning or 73, whatever it was. It was in the 70s, and I remember I was fucking pissed, and I was like, how the hell are they going to disrespect the Browns like that? They're giving them 70-something percent, and like... We just beat the fuck out of the Ravens. What ha- What do they think this team well, is? Well, clearly they knew more and than then, we did. I mean, no, they technically they didn't because they should have had it at 100 percent for the Niners because we fucking we didn't we barely even showed up. If I'm being honest, um, yeah. Do you insinuate our dicks get punched in means they have to have men playing the game? And we, I saw a bunch of fucking. We females did. We out had there. we had a bunch of babies. They were still God men. Damn, they were fucking dude. babies. I still feel the pain. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm a little parched today. Big sip of water there. Um, but yeah, so the Browns went out to San Francisco. They got killed. Um, 28 to three. Uh, I, I saw an interesting stat today. I didn't write this down, so don't quote me anything verbatim. Uh, it was something along the lines of in Hugh Jackson's entire time in Cleveland, his largest loss was 25 points. Yeah. So far with Freddie kitchens, we've had a 30 and, uh, t- 25. Right. No. The other day. So he's already done worse than Hugh Jackson in terms of how bad we've lost. And he's five games into his tenure. I've seen so many tweets today about, you know, people defending and saying, and, you know, I, I literally saw somebody say, we need to bring Hugh Jackson back on Twitter. Yeah, that's asinine. And that's that was a absurd. quick block and delete from that, because how the fuck do you even say something like that? I mean, I don't care. We, we're, what, we're two and three, what, two and three? Two and three. Two mm-hmm. and three. Okay. That's still two more wins than that asshole had all one season. <laughs> you know, so True. I don't fucking care. Uh, one funny thing, uh, I guess, well, before we do a full recap of the game, since we talked about Hugh Jackson, we might as well talk about his best friend, his, his butt buddy, Mike Silver. And you who, burp more on the air than I've ever seen. Anybody. I do. It's cause I, you it's gotta cause get I that sit, shit out. I sit different. <laughs> so it like, I don't know. It makes my, like, I, it gives me more indigestion or something. Um, <laughs> I sit, I actually have proper posture when you I'm do. recording. You do. You sit I more sit professional. I really recording. do. <laughs> I wish I had a video. I know when show. to turn it on. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so so Mike Silver, Hugh Jackson's butt buddy, he came out with an article. Of course, it was him. He got the quote from Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, after the uh, after the game, said Baker Mayfield uh, didn't give him a handshake before game started, and it 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 irritated him, and that gave him the motivation he needed to go out there and, and kick ass on Monday night. Gave him the motivation was, to go catch an underthrown pass. Yeah. Wow. And he was super, he said, you know, he was super disrespected by what Baker did, and your brother's of the game, and there's loyalty, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Something like rookies need to respect veterans yeah, he or some basically shit like said, that. Like, yeah, Baker Mayfield hasn't won shit. If Patrick Mahomes didn't shake my hands, I would understand it, but Baker Mayfield's nobody, he hasn't proven shit, blah, blah, blah. And lo and behold, the next day, Video surfaces of Baker Mayfield shaking his hand. It's amazing that cameras like, exist. Yeah, like nothing different happened. The the game was getting ready to start. They sh- the captain shook hands. 
Like the that only the thing that they didn't do was the whole, and I'm sorry, I call me an idiot or not cool with the cool kids here, but the only thing they didn't do was bring it in. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there was no dapping. There was no hugging. Everyone else up. hugged each other, but you know, they a straight up handshake, handshake, you know, maybe it was like a half dap. It was the dap without the hug. But like, even then when you don't pull it in at all, like yeah. I'll do a quick show. Sure, like, sure. If you just go, what's up? That's it. it was I think I saw, I saw Baker say, fuck your mother when he walked yeah. by, but still I they I acknowledged that too. he was mic'd up. Oh, yeah, yeah, but they at least acknowledge each other. He said, other. Shove, your, shove a dread in your own asshole. That's yeah, what he told him. He's them, like, I think. you graduated from where? Okay, yeah, thanks. Actually, I don't. Did he graduate from Stanford? I know he I went there. I think he went back to school. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, when you're a pro athlete, they just give degrees out. Hmm. Hmm. I, I once heard Howard Stern say that he's been approached by colleges that want to give him like a doctorate just because he's a celebrity. So colleges throw those fucking oh, things absolutely. out. To they want to put it on their wall cares. that so and so yeah. has a doctorate. Exactly. From Even school. though never never took a second of class there. Because let's be honest, you think Richard Sherman was sitting in the front front row every day no. learning about literature and shit? No. no, he was practicing to play football, to go to the NFL. Um either way, I've never liked Richard Sherman. I always thought he was a fucking douchebag. I hated him in Seattle. I always thought Seattle were a bunch of cheaters. I never liked them when even when they won the Super Bowl, I always thought that they got away with a lot of holding. Um a lot of games back then, I don't remember the exact year, but when they had the replacement refs, they got lucky on that Monday night game where oh, it was clearly Green an interception. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, well, the, even the refs they didn't know what the fuck they exactly. were doing the, the fucking the, the Seahawks have gotten away with so much. And the reason I have such a disdain for them is a friend of mine, Craig, who probably will never listen to the show, but if he did, there's a shout-out. Hmm. Um, but he, he is a Seahawks fan. He doesn't live in Ohio. He's, he's not from here, so he's allowed to be a Seahawks fan. And uh, I met him from going to the draft every year. He, just to be a dick, I hate the Seahawks now. Like, I just talk shit to him all the time about the Hawks because he likes them. If he didn't like them, I wouldn't think one one other thing about the Seahawks. But because he's such a fan, they can go fuck themselves. Richard Sherman included. I'll always consider him a Seahawk. And even though he went to the Niners a few years ago, he could still go fuck himself. And the fact that he came out and lied about a handshake just to make Baker look like a bigger douchebag because everyone hates him around the league or not around the league, but like media wise, like around the world, he's, he's such an easy target for people to hate. And Richard Sherman just threw a little bit of coal in that fire and it was all for nothing because he was a fucking liar. And he still tried to defend it. Yeah. All the way up. Even when that video came out, he tried to say something like, Oh, uh, that's not what I meant. Yeah. Or, well, if you know, if no, you, yeah. no, if you look at the video, uh, you see that he does it. He shakes my hand differently than everybody else's. Yeah. And then he, then he still stuck with it. And I think finally, uh, I think McAfee today was on his talk show. Finally, got uh, yeah, Sherman, Sherman to say, Sherman came clean on, "My bad." Or yeah, he some said, shit "My like bad," that. to Baker, and yeah. said, "Like, oh, it just, I didn't mean it. It got blown out of proportion, and blah blah blah." But it's ba- like, Baker's quote today was fucking hilarious. Yeah. the one time finally video evidence goes my way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so so Richard Sherman lied. And his his rebuttals were fucking pathetic. Truthfully, they didn't even make sense. Like mm-hmm. he needs to just come out and say, like, yeah, I lied because I wanted to like throw sure. him under the bus. Like just be fucking on. I'd, I'd have more respect for him if he came out and said, like, yeah, I lied. I didn't think anybody would have actually seen what happened. I figured I could get away with the story. Instead, now he's coming back and forth, and everything he says is just a bigger lie. It was first he said, oh, uh, that's not what I meant. They took it out of you know. They, they misquoted me, whatever. Yeah. And then he came out and said, like, oh, well, I was mad that after the actual coin flip, he didn't shake my hand again. It's like, how many fucking handshakes do you need, dude? I'm pretty sure he shook his hand after the end of the game, too. Like, yeah, that I, I didn't I even think, know. I, think, I, I, I think turned someone, it off at that point. I think point. someone mentioned, too, at the end of the game, Baker was shaking hands with people saying whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think Sherman was one of those people. So not once but twice did his fucking hand get shook by yeah, Baker. Yeah, he's a, he's a piece of shit, Richard Sherman is. And I just think, like... Why do kind of shit like that? But that, you know, I guess that's what the, what rolls in the NFL because look at what was a huge story these last couple of days, the Baker handshake. But it is funny that as soon as that story came out, 
Nobody checked sources. Nobody looked for video. Nothing. People just started writing articles about how oh, immature dude. Baker is and how he needs to grow up and he hasn't earned shit, blah, blah, blah. Then the video comes out and nobody's retracted anything. Like ESPN still has their tweet out about how Baker didn't shake his hand. Yep. And if you look at like the mentions, people are going like, what a fucking baby. Like he sucks. He needs to grow well, up. Well, there's, I think it's a green, goes it green, greeny or someone on uh, ESPN. Like Greenberg. Yeah. Greenberg flat out came and came out and said some shit like that and like has not retracted that. Yeah, either. None of them have. They like, all everyone's, everyone's tweeting like egg on face or pie on face yeah. and like, you know, whatever, like comments. It's and like, dude, these guys won't own up to how they fucked up. Even like, Joe Thomas literally tweeted at these people are behold Joe Thomas who yes. defends the Browns to his fucking grave, which I love. It's like, uh, hello, uh, retract question. What's going on? Someone say something, an apology, maybe. Like, I, I love that. Right. That, I mean, you have to do that in this day and age. That's what makes you a credible journalist. Right. Is when you fuck up, you come clean about it and say, hey, that's my bad. I didn't do enough investigating. I put this article out without getting enough facts and sources. And, you know, my bad. And yeah. then I'd be like, okay, cool. Delete the tweet, move on. Right. It's fine. Instead, people are leaving shit up. It's still getting talked about. Like, it shouldn't even be news. It's a fucking handshake. Who gives a shit? In typical like, media, Today, Come to Cleveland, just, Richard. I'll give you something to shake, dude. <laughs> uh, typical media just pushed Baker on it today, too. And I think Baker handed like a champ. You know, he kind of yeah. just dismissed it into whatever video it's out there moving on. And he, I love the fact that he didn't bite into that. Yeah. Like, typical Baker tends to want to thrive off controversy, and he didn't even go for that. So, yeah. Cool. However, um, the one the thing that did happen, which we got to talk about, and I know you're an Ohio State fan. Well, I, I guess kind of. Somewhat, right? Yeah. yeah. Did, what, what were your thoughts on the flag plant? Uh, I had mixed feelings about it. I'm the kind of guy that, truth be told, when a guy gets drafted, I I don't care about what college you went to. I don't have loyalty to any college because sure. I didn't go anywhere. So, like, I could be the biggest whoever fan from Ohio State. Like, I love the Bosa's. I loved them both. Um, Hell, Joey, football players, yeah. Yeah, I loved Zeke. Zeke got drafted by the Cowboys. Now, unless Zeke's on my fantasy team, go fuck yourself, Zeke. I'm not a <laughs> Cowboy fan. I don't care. Uh, give me a second. I'm going to take a sip here. <coughs> Uh, same thing with the Bosa's. Like, I loved him. I wish the Browns would have taken Joey a few years ago. And then, next thing you know, he's a Charger. And at that point, all right, go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit anymore. Well, the funny story with that is I, I'm, I'm mixed on it. I'm an Ohio State fan, but I think it's funny uh, that he had he must have been circling this game on the fucking calendar. Yeah, that's what Baker said. Baker's like, good to know that he he let this bother him for two years. Yeah, before right, he got right. I thought, I thought when Baker planted the flag in center that he it, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And, and he literally deserved to do that because he took Ohio State to fucking pound town that yeah. day. Um, but at the same time, it's it this guy is all he thought about was just getting a sack on this guy. It wasn't even like a clean sack. It was like a trip up, and yeah. Baker threw it out of bounds or whatever. I mean, in 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 Nick Bosa's defense, oh, he fucking he, ate us he up dominated, that day. Yeah, he so. ate us up that day. I get it. But Which, like he was waiting we'll for the that. perfect opportunity to to plant this uh, this whatever flag you want to call it. Yeah. Um. But no, I thought it was funny, you know. And then of course you heard the radio this week, and the one thing I want to bring up is as an Ohio State fan, everyone put out there, okay, so you're you're proud of this moment. But do you think that he quit on Ohio State last year? That's, I, I was going to say that too. I one hundred percent believe he did. You have a lot of balls to plant the Ohio State flag and act like you're some some super diehard Buckeye. Like yeah. you know, you're so proud. But yeah, you had a little groin injury and you decided to take the rest of your career off because you were so focused on making money. Which don't right. get me wrong, I respect that. 
But at the same time, don't come out and act like you're some proud alum. But the, we, it's not like he stopped playing and was in, and partook in all of the games. Yeah, like, no, he quit. He, he fucking done. left. He got like, hurt, and he said, that's it. I'm going to go train on my own for the draft. Right. I'm done with I think with he. Ohio I think State. he stopped going to school. Maybe he did classes and got a degree. I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, he just he said he was sitting out his last year. Yeah, but he didn't, even part, so. he didn't even partake in no, he was done. He quit. sidelines or anything. Yeah, so no, he, he was quit gone. on Ohio State. So in his mind, I don't even think he did it as a defend thing. You know, I would defend yeah. Ohio State. I think he just did it to fucking get his name out there. I agree. That's that's what I was going to say. I think he he basically, if, if this was a 1 o'clock game in Cleveland on CBS that only people in the Cleveland and San, Fr- San Francisco market are getting, um, and he gets that sack, I don't think, A, it gets as much publicity, and B, I don't even think he would do it. I think it's the fact that it was a Monday night primetime game. All the fucking lights are on him. He knows it's a huge deal at that point. So I, I think he just did it for the publicity. Uh, with that being said, let's give a quick recap on the game. I mean, there's not much to say positive, I, I guess, for the Browns. <laughs> a lot of very questionable decisions, again, by Freddie Kitchens. Um, a lot of really shitty things. So the, my one big takeaway, obviously Baker had a terrible game. What, 100 yards, two interceptions? I mean, he looked in a fumble. He looked lost. Technically two fumbles, but he only lost one. Um, I mean, I, he looked like a rookie that had never played before. And then you fast forward to... There was the, I consider this the game, the play that changed the entire game, and that was Antonio Callaway's oh, bobbled me. ball on the goal line. Which, touchdown. That was a fucking touchdown. Right, which unfortunately that was Baker's second interception. That one totally had nothing. He had nothing to do with that one. Um, But, yeah, so he threw a perfect pass to Antonio Callaway, and a lot of people, like, I, I get too in depth when I talk football, so like I, I have to bite my tongue to people, and sure. I kind of want to tell them like you don't know what you're talking about, but I don't do that. Like I had a guy at work the other day who at first was telling me, "No, that's not Callaway's fault. That was Baker threw a horrible ball," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Yeah, it was like on his hip and to the side," and I said, "Okay, you have to think." In terms of football, if he leads him with that pass, he has the chance of getting his fucking head knocked off in the end zone. So Baker put it in a spot where Callaway could have caught it on his hip, rolled fall, in, literally fall on your ass, and it's a touchdown. Nobody's going to touch you. If he threw it in front of Callaway, Callaway would have to continue to move, and that's where you risk getting it, you know, hit, getting your head taken off, whatever. So Baker put that ball in a perfect spot. He threw it low and to the side. Yeah, it so, basically hit Callaway in his, in his left hip, I would say. That yeah, was about the he, accurate He basically spot. He put it in a spot where all Callaway had to do was fall down. Yeah, you catch, catch it, it you, you cradle it into your belly. Because no one else was getting ground, that ball. You're done. Yeah, it was a touchdown. Uh, Callaway couldn't handle it. He bobbled it up in the air. But going back to what I was saying, like that guy at my work was just like, oh, it was a horrible throw, blah, blah, blah. And I defended it a little bit. I'm like, no, you – a lot of times in the NFL, like a pass will look like it's a bad pass, but the quarterback had to put it there or else the guy wouldn't have been able to catch it. And he did come back to me a couple hours later, and he's like, all right, I rewatched that pass a couple times. He goes, that actually was a really good pass. You're right. So I was really happy to hear that, that I was able it's, to talk to nice somebody about it. It's nice when people can come back and Yeah, knowledge. I was very happy that he told me that. Yeah, just feed the ego that you're – The score was uh, – it was 7-3. to three. Or no, I'm sorry. It was 14-3. to three. So that, that touchdown there would have made it 14-10. to 10. Good chance after kickoff. There was only a couple minutes left. Good chance the Niners don't do anything, and they have to punt. They go into halftime. So again, well, that took the win out of 14-10 would have been a great halftime score. Instead, that turnover gave them a. They had a great return on it. They got to like midfield, and then they were able to score another touchdown right before halftime. Then they got the ball after half. So in, in going into halftime, it was twenty-one to three when it should have been fourteen to ten. So that's a huge fucking swing of, of points and momentum and everything. When you're on the road, that's a huge hole to try to dig out of. So that basically the game was over at that point. That interception was the end of the game. That was it. Um, 
But before that, Baker really did look like shit. He was running for his life a lot, a lot to do with the offensive line. Uh, a lot of times it looked like he was too busy focusing on the pass rush than looking downfield. Yeah. It also kind of looks like we went back to our old ways of um, trying to go a little, stretch the field a little too much when we just don't have that kind of time, especially against San Francisco. I've shit on them a lot. Uh, and I don't think they're a legit contender for a Super Bowl because I don't think Jimmy G is a good enough quarterback. And I also don't think the run game would hold up. You need a you 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 need a good quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Basically, at the end of the day, that's the, that's the a thing. rumor that I hear. Yeah, and Jimmy G is not that good of a quarterback. Don't get me wrong; his his he wins like a motherfucker. But he reminds me of Brian Hoyer. Like if you watch a lot of his balls on Monday night, like a lot of guys were wide open. He's throwing him in the fucking dirt. He's not that good of a quarterback, I don't think. Right. Um. Yeah, but their run, their run, but their game. run game's great, and their defense is fucking legit. That defensive line is no joke, and I guess I really underestimated them. And don't get me wrong, I still think if, if Baker plays even a fucking minuscule better, we win that game. And if Callaway catches that ball, it makes it a whole different fucking ball game. But when you're down 21-3 to coming into the, the second half, you kind of can't run anymore because you're running out of time. So they know you're passing, so they're going to pin their ears back and come after the quarterback. And with our offensive line as shaky as it is, Baker was getting killed every fucking play. Um I mean, every team from here on out should just fucking bull rush us every fucking down, and we can't stop them. Yeah, I mean, unless they go back to the good offense of quick fucking passes. Like, Baker needs to do two-step drops, get that ball out of your hand. That's it. I mean, it's so fucking simple. It you have such against, athletic receivers. It works against Baltimore. Yeah, let yeah. them do their job. Jarvis Landry is a is a he's probably the best slot receiver in football. Let him play the slot position. The slot position is meant for quick passes because you want to. You, you need a reliable target. That's Jarvis Landry. Stop sending him deep. Beckham, same thing. Beckham can do a quick slant, catch it, and do the rest of the work himself. You don't need to hit him 50 yards downfield. Beckham's our backup quarterback. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, he might be the starter soon <laughs> if Baker keeps playing the way he is. Um, and then, I mean, Callaway's a speedster, and obviously it was his first game back. He really shit the bed. He had a bunch of penalties. There were some rumors after the game that said he was constantly lining up in the wrong spot. So he is not ready to go yet. So we need Higgins back in the worst fucking way. Rumor is he should be good to go Sunday, which I think we will, should have will a full huge. fucking team on Sunday. As of right now, every 53 man on the ro- every every man on the 53 man roster has practiced today. Even Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams who I'll get to about them in a little uh-huh. bit in a new segment that I have. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean overall the game was a fucking dud. Everybody played like shit. All three phases of the game were terrible. End of the game, stupid decision by Freddie Kitchens to have Odell Beckham return a punt. Beckham tried way too hard to do something, ended up fumbling. He puts I mean, that fucking ball out there. It was fucking it was truly an embarrassing night. Like I thought the Tennessee loss was embarrassing, but at least that one was on basic cable and like wasn't broadcast all oh, over. Oh, we're the entire joke again of the This fucking one league. Monday Night Football, the Browns, Baker Mayfield. Last time we were on Monday Night Football, we dominated the Jets. Then we played Sunday Night Football against the Rams and we held our own. It was a close game. We barely lost that one. Then we go on Monday night against San Francisco, and we got embarrassed. We lost all that momentum we got from. I mean, it's coverage. gone. That Baltimore game, fucking throw it away. That meant yep. nothing. That looked like a fluke game. Truthfully, that looked like Baltimore just didn't care. I don't even want to give the Browns credit for that win anymore because that's how fucking Oof. bad we played. Um, so that is going to get me into our segment, Tough Love. Now, with this segment, I new had, segment, I had done some thinking about it, and basically, this is your chance to imagine your child growing up, and. 
everybody had fights with their parents. You know, sure. everyone knows what that's like. When you get mad, you, you look at your mom and you yell, I hate you. And, you know, maybe your mom yells some shit back of like, yeah, I would, I would go live with your father, you know, whatever. Like, I, not everybody. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I never heard that because my parents were, weren't divorced then. Why but, were you the sperm that got through? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, stuff like that. When you get heated, people say things they don't mean. I'm sure everyone's done it. Everyone's heard it from a loved one, a parent, a relative, a, a spouse, whatever. So this is basically my way of doing that. You want to say some things that when you're done with it, you're going to say, I didn't mean that. But in the back of your mind, it came from somewhere that you thought of. So I want to preface this by saying, I know no idea. Yeah, I didn't tell Kyle anything what about what say. I'm going to say. And this is something that I, I've been brewing. And this is all Browns related today for me. And the, the, the concept of tough love, I want people to send me their tough love comments if you have a comment on facebook you want to give us a tough love of anything you know keep it quick i don't want to read a fucking novel on facebook so let's be honest guys but if you want to send me some tough love that you have make it a quick you know sentence or two i would love to see them i'll, I'll read some on the air if you want to email them to us too uh if kyle can think of anything because he doesn't even know how this segment's going to go that's yeah. the most that's the fun part about this um but again with the tough love part it is just like when you're with your parents because when you're done saying it all that's it. You got it off your chest. Whatever I say or whatever Kyle says or whatever anyone else says in a post, whatever, if you say it, you'll let it go. So like I, I the, the example I gave Kyle is if you go back to 2017, we had LeBron James still. We had just won the championship. Let's say he had a couple bad games. If you wanted to come on here and say, hey, LeBron, why don't you stop worrying about fucking Hollywood and Space Jam and worry about the fucking games? Like if you wanted to rip, rip him a new asshole and then a week later, he you know, he has five triple doubles in one week. You want to come out and go, Oh my God, LeBron's great again. You know, like I right. didn't mean what I said. I, you know, I sound like an idiot. Blah blah blah. So this is your way of saying something that could could make you eat crow later, and you don't actually have to eat the crow because it's just. So whatever we say goes into the void. It goes, yeah, it goes away. Once you say it, it's out into the atmosphere and it's gone. It's evaporated forever. Nobody can hold it against you, and that's the rule. I want everyone to know that if you ever bring up something someone said on Tough Love, I'm gonna rip you a new fucking asshole, and it's not gonna be part of the Tough Love segment because I want you to remember it. I like so, it. So yeah, with that being said, I'm going to get into the tough love segment. I'll get my popcorn and, and watch this. And, you know, I'll try to keep it as short as possible, but I've had a lot of thoughts. And, and again, they all stem from the Browns, and they all stem from not just Monday's game. They stem from the entire season. And I, I have a lot of issues with things, and I thought maybe if I slept on it, you know, maybe I'd wake up Tuesday and I'd be okay. So I wake up Tuesday, the day's going on, I'm listening to the radio, recapping everything from the game, I'm reading Twitter and Facebook and everything. And it's kind of boiling me a little bit more. And I'm thinking, okay, by Wednesday, we're recording. I, I'm sure it'll be out of my system. I woke up today, and it's still there. So I felt like I have to get this off my chest. And that's why I decided to create this segment. And to start, I'm just going to get it right out there. I'm going to do the biggest one first. I'm going to start with Baker Mayfield. Oh, um, wow. I love him. I want him to be our franchise quarterback in the worst way. His attitude, his poise, his swag, if you will. I hate that fucking word personally, but... Kids these days are saying it, It's a popular word, so I'll fucking say it. Whatever you want to call it, I love it. I love his attitude. I love his... Like, he is Cleveland, Ohio, and he's not even from here, just the way he is. He is, hey, fuck you. I'm just going to go out there and outwork everybody. Like, that's that's the Cleveland way. Like, Cleveland gets shit on nationally, so you have to have that mentality, and he embraced it so quickly awesomeness i will admit i was the first one that said i didn't want him drafted i wanted you know josh rosen or somebody else like i wanted a different quarterback because i was worried because of johnny Manziel. it had nothing to do with baker's attitude nothing to do with the way he played or any of his skills it was just because i had seen a short shit talking quarterback before blew up in my face because i was a johnny fan 
I didn't want to see it again. I don't want to. I don't want to lose love twice. You know what I mean? You, sure, you can only sure. get your heart broken so many times before sure. you're scarred. I agree. So, so Baker Mayfield, I was a little skeptical on. Liked him. Didn't want him in Cleveland just because I was like, I don't want to live through this again because I knew the shit that would happen if he plays like shit. They're gonna say you think you would have learned from Johnny. Blah blah blah. I didn't want to hear it. So I just. I, I sense a big butt coming on here. Yeah. Okay. So, which leads me to what I'm gonna say right now. I have reached a point, and I hate that I have to say this, but I'm just gonna be honest because this is a legit feeling that I have. Watching the game Monday, there was a point after his first interception, I now get nervous every time Baker Mayfield drops back to throw a football. And it's not for like, oh my God, please don't get hurt. It's this fucking guy is going to throw an interception. He's going to fumble it. He's going to do something stupid. Like he's coming to the point where I can't trust him as a quarterback. And I don't want this to happen to me. I'm really fighting it as hard as I can. I don't trust Baker Mayfield right now. He is a fucking turnover machine. His accuracy is shit. He's getting balls batted like it's going out of style. Basically, what I did is I took a step back from being a Browns fan, and I looked at this from a national perspective, from what other people see. And to the naked eye, anybody that said Baker Mayfield was overrated and shitty going into the season, they're looking right. And let's just call a spade a spade. Because I was listening to local radio yesterday, and everybody and their fucking brother is kissing Baker's ass still, going, oh, no, Baker's fine. He's the face of the franchise. We're going to be fine. Stop sucking up to this fucking guy. Demand better, Cleveland. Demand better, Browns fans. You deserve it. We all fucking deserve it. Baker deserves it. He deserves to hear a little shit. He can't go and talk shit in press conferences and act like he's Mr. Super Underdog when he's going out there and playing like shit. You're not an underdog anymore, dude. I hate to break it to you. You were the first pick in the fucking draft. How is that an underdog? That's the fucking highest praise you can get as, an, as any athlete. And I get it. You still want to play that role of, oh, I'm, I'm little Baker. I walked on in college. Nobody wanted me. You're out of fucking college. You're in the pros now. Pay attention to the fucking game. Learn your, your reads because it doesn't seem like you know what the fuck you're doing anymore. <clears throat> I am legitimately nervous that Baker Mayfield's going to turn into a bust. Yeah. And I saw your post the other day, and it, it gave me a little bit of a fuzzy, warm, fuzzy feeling about how other quarterbacks have had shitty second years. Sure. And I understand the sophomore slump is real. It's a thing. However... This is becoming a trend with Baker, like the way teams are game planning for him. And I'm starting to see this is not as a sophomore slump. This is a way of the NFL saying, we figured out how to stop you. That's it. Yeah. And your career doesn't last very long if you can't beat those people. And we're going into week six. I don't want to hear excuses anymore. After every loss, we get our asses embarrassed. Baker plays like shit. I mean, he's, he leads the league in interception, so it's not like I'm speaking out of school. And every game, the press conference is the same. Oh, we need to play better. We didn't execute. We didn't do this. I need to be better at quarterback. Like, okay, we get it. Got to watch the tape. Do it. Fucking do it. Play better. You are a very good quarterback. At least you, you tricked everybody into thinking that your rookie year. Now get out there and fucking do it again and stop being a fucking showboater and, and worrying about, you know, talking about, you know, what I would have done about Richard Sherman and Nick Bosa, I would have said, that game's over with. I'm worried about Seattle. Stop talking about Nick Bosa. Stop talking about Richard Sherman. Who gives a fuck what people are saying about you behind the scenes? Win fucking games. That's the only way you're going to shut these guys up. Not by giving a good quote at a press conference. That only gets you so far. And Man, you're coming out swinging, man. I mean, I'm, I'm legitimately pissed about it because so, I do feel like we did have so much hype. And I was, I'm such a big Browns fan, as are you. And I was very convinced that this team was real. Yeah. This team was legit. We, and, we, we're, we're pretty much just just in anticipating Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I thought double-digit wins, playoffs. Didn't think Super Bowl this year, but I thought playoffs, that's what you need. You get a little bit of, uh, uh, 
you know, playoff experience underneath your belt. And then the next year you progress, just like the Chiefs last year. Chiefs got right to the AFC Championship, lost. Now they look like they're going to win, you know, go to the AFC Championship game again. That's what you do. You take steps forward. And to me, Baker has regressed so much. And it goes all the way back to the preseason. In in preseason game three, we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker looked like shit. I came out and I, I defended it and I said, oh, it's the preseason. Who cares? Don't read anything into it. Week one, Tennessee, Baker plays like shit. Same thing. I made a bunch of excuses. Oh, he's rusty. You know, none of the receivers played in the preseason. They'll, they'll get it together. Week two, he played okay against the Jets. I mean, the Jets are terrible and they, they were missing a lot of players and Baker played fine. I mean, we won still the game. Still had an interception. Yeah, still had an interception and, you know, he played fine, but again, definitely room for improvement, whatever. Week three against the Rams. Didn't play that great starting off, truth be told. I mean, he had some issues. He threw a couple interceptions. He looked lost at a couple times. There was the the fourth and nine draw play, which some people are blaming Freddie. Some people say Baker audible. We'll never know. They're never going to tell us the truth. Right. But could have been a Baker decision, which again, another red flag. Then you go to week four against the uh, the Ravens. Baker looked decent, but Nick Chubb won us that game. Let's be honest. I mean, Baker still put up, what, 300 yards? Yeah, he? Baker had a good game. But I mean, at that point, we were up by so much. Yeah. It was almost like the Ravens weren't doing a ton. It's, it's the roller coaster he had a good fucking game. thing, man. Yeah. It's up and down every Because, I mean, so week. far, out of five games, Baker's only really had one good one. Yeah, following following the case, Following though, 27, we should win well, that too. the record for fucking rookie quarterback touchdowns. And then you go to this year, and now you're leading the league in interceptions. Well, he's going for another record. So. Apparently. And uh, um, just, I mean, while you're drinking your water, mm-hmm. just to kind of give my two cents on it. I, what I hate about this, and I really fucking hate it because I'm every fucking week. I, I am, like you're saying, I'm defending the Browns. I'm sick of defending I'm them. I'm defending the Browns. And making I'm, I'm, excuses. You know, We're only, enablers. The only, exactly. The only <laughs> thing that fucking helps me is the fact that our biggest rivals to the to the East suck worse than we do this year. But you know what? Not really, though. And I'm to get it off my chest. Steelers are 1-4, and four, but they've only lost by like three or four points. Yeah, every game they've lost, like they should have almost beat Baltimore on Sunday. They've put two two if backup. If Juju didn't fumble that ball, they, yeah. they could have they gone down and won. They put two backup quarterbacks in who look decent and can move the ball down the field. Yep. I hate admitting that because I'll never, I mean, I'm going to admit it now. Bo's probably going to listen to it. Chipper's probably going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck that dude. But I also hate the fact too that every stereotype that people talk shit about Baker, he's falling right into. Yeah. He, he's a one-read quarterback. He reads yep. one, focuses on a one, and throws it to one. He underthrows. He overthrows. The one pass to Odell on the first. Overthrew uh, him. Fucking overthrew. Yeah, Odell could have jumped got up and got it. Got his fingers on it. I but get I mean, it. But Odell's a good catcher, but he's not fucking sticky fingers exactly. out there. Exactly. You can't expect magic from every wide receiver. He, he always. And, and he, he was wide open, so it's not like you had an excuse to overthrow it. Throw the ball in his fucking hands. He was wide open. Baker can't run to the left. Baker only fucking rows yeah. out to the right. And that's what the defenses are doing. They're pushing yep. him to the right. They push him out to the right. He drops 10 yards back and makes a bad throw. Yep. Sometimes he breaks through. The times when Baker steps two steps back and steps into the pocket, that's when things happen. Yep. But he doesn't trust it. He doesn't trust the pocket. And you're right. Sometimes that has to do with uh, the, the the offensive line not giving protection. I get it. They're not forming a great right. pocket for him. I get that, too. Yeah, don't get me wrong. This tough love segment is not just about right, Baker. Right. I've got a couple more people no, no, I want to sure, talk sure. about. But I'm just giving my two cents on it. So yeah. there's things that he could be doing differently that if he's watching his tape, if he's watching how he needs, they should know how to fix it. Yeah. You have two of the best fucking receivers in the game on your left and your right. And there's no reason why you can't be getting him the ball quicker than you are. You have one of maybe top five running backs in your backfield right now that 
I, I thought we found our identity last time. No, nope. we, we found our identity. <laughs> What's the fucking identity? You know what it is? It's running Stop with fucking Nick Chubb. Chubb. Even against, against that defensive, even against that defensive line of San Francisco, yep. he still moved the fucking ball. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of times in the NFL that there will be the best running back in the game could have a game against a very stout defense where he maybe goes, you know, his first ten yard or first ten carries, maybe he only gets like twenty yards. So it's, he's only getting two yards of carry. But you have to keep plugging away in order to establish a run game. If you don't establish a run game, you can't establish uh, play action. If you can't establish play action, you really hurt yourself and limit yourself to a one-dimensional passing offense. So all these things factor in. And the funny thing about this is we're, Kyle and I aren't saying anything that nobody out there can see. We have full-time jobs that are non-NFL affiliated, and we can see the issues with Baker Mayfield, and they're not getting corrected. Which is going to lead me to part two of Tough Love. Mm. First and foremost, again, I want to end that segment by saying I love Baker Mayfield. I'm keeping all my Baker ma- memorabilia. I, I still have faith in him. But as of right now, he is teetering on the brink <clears throat> of being a bust. Mm. And I just want to, I, I, and again, I legitimately am nervous every time he drops back that he's going to do something dumb. And that's a legit thing that he needs to clear for me. And he only he can do that. Just to end the Baker thing, I saw a quote today. I forget who said it, though. But someone on Twitter, maybe on Facebook, said, and it was somebody of higher authority, a higher authority, but bigger up in the NFL, said, when Baker tries to be the superstar is when he fails. Yep. When Baker does what he does best and just be a fucking quarterback. Yeah. That's when he succeeds. What did Baker do against the Ravens last week where you were like, holy shit, what a play by Baker? Nothing. Nothing. It he, was Nick Chubb was doing it. Baker just did his job to perfection. That's all we needed. Got the ball where it needed to go. Yeah. Got it downfield. Made those passes when needed to happen. But Chubb ran the ball. I don't think Baker Mayfield will ever be on Patrick Mahomes' level in terms of he's going to go out there and he's going to rip 45 touchdowns in a season. Like His numbers are going to be ridiculous. I don't think Baker's that kind of quarterback. I think Baker is more of like... And I don't want to compare the two. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know the guy's thrown a shit ton of touchdowns, MVP, Super Bowl, everything. But, like, reminds me more of, like, an Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's going to make some huge plays when you need him. And then they're going to, he's going to do other things to help help the team win. I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't the best example because their running game isn't the best in Green Bay. But, like... Those five touchdowns just, last week. Yeah. Speak differently I just though. need a quarterback that can just get the job done and be, you know... Don't get me wrong. I think Baker's an exceptional talent. But as of right now, I don't see him being in the same breath as fucking Mahomes or Brady. You know, obviously not Brady, but like he's not even the same breath as these top quarterbacks. I'm still right sticking now. to my guns though that I think by the end of his career he will have a a Brett Favre type career. And by by saying that, I mean he's going to hold the interceptions. He's going to hold the record for interceptions, but he's still going to make plays and be that touchdown thrower. And it is, you know, I'm sticking to it. You know, I will, I'll I'll die with. And that's that that's what really makes me upset about Baker is like you know he's got all the talent in the world. I love the guy. Um, but you got to just get it done. And again, stop with the fucking quotes and stop trying to be cute in the media. Like you should have never even brought up Nick Bosa and Richard Sherman because you got embarrassed on Monday night. Stop ta- stop bringing it up. So that's my end rant on Baker. He's very frustrating to me right now. Uh, really quickly, a couple more I want to get into. Um, thank God Denzel Ward's going to finally play football again. I kind of forgot that he existed. Does he play for the Browns? No, he, he's on the roster. He doesn't play, oh. but he's on the roster. I, I know we had a Ward on our team, but I didn't know it was Denzel. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Denzel Ward is practicing again, and he's another guy that I took a lot of flack for. I, I, I know he's hurt right now, but I said going into that draft, I would love Bradley Chubb, number four overall, line him up against opposite side Miles Garrett, fucking stellar. That would be amazing. They took Ward. You need a corner in the NFL. That's a very important position. And obviously, you got a hometown kid. He's a very good player, but he was very undersized. I knew that when he was coming out of college. 
lo and behold, come to the NFL, because he's undersized, the guy can't stop getting concussed. Hasn't had one this year, but he had three last year. He hasn't played this year. <laughs> he played one game, and that was it. And then he missed another fucking three or four. So, you know, Denzel Ward, you need to start playing some games, dude. Or you are, again, you're also going to be considered a bust. Same goes for Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams played one game, missed four in his whole NFL career. I know he was only a second-round pick, but for us, that was our first pick of that draft. So to us, as fans, you're almost like a number one pick. Right. So... Start fucking playing. Because speaking of bust, another guy I kind of want to throw under the bus that we all love and nobody talks anything bad about because everyone's so afraid in Cleveland, John Dorsey. A lot of people love this guy, <laughs> but hear me out. And I did, some, I did some serious thinking Man. on this. okay. He took Baker, who again, playing like shit right now, he's, he's teetering towards possible bustville. Truth be told, if he doesn't get his shit together, he's a bust. That looks bad on John Dorsey. A fourth overall pick, Denzel Ward, misses more games than he plays. Teetering towards bust. Move to the second round, Austin Corbett. That guy can't even get on the field, and he was drafted in the second fucking round. Our offensive line is trash, and our second round pick last year isn't even good enough to touch the field. Bust. Bad look on Dorsey. Nick Chubb, stellar. Good job. Truth be told, running backs can be found anywhere, though. I mean, I'm not, I love having Nick Chubb on the team, but there's a lot of really good running backs that, like, weren't even drafted or were very late round picks. So, I mean, I'm not taking anything away on Nick Chubb, but... You know, it's not like it's a super important position. Um, and then you fast forward to Jannard Avery last year. Had a really good rookie season. Where the fuck's he been? And he's been inactive every game this year. I don't know why. Is it a scheme thing? I, I don't understand it. I think it's it. a healthy scratch. It's just, he's, he's been yeah, healthy he's, That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Is it a scheme thing? Is he not practicing well? What's wrong with him? But he looked good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he was like a fourth or fifth round pick. So you, you don't really hold that against GMs. But again, that's another missed pick in that draft looking like... Um, then you fast forward. We traded the first round pick for Odell Beckham Jr. Everyone was excited. I love Odell. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not here to talk bad about him. He can't throw the ball to himself, even though he might try because he's got a pretty damn good arm. But he he isn't doing anything. He's averaging two catches for like 25 yards the last couple of weeks. That's a change and, of subject. That first play of, of Monday night was a scheme to get uh, Callaway down the field, right? Yeah, that pass was supposed to go to Callaway. That's what I thought. But he saw Juice wide open underneath and right. said, "Fuck it." And that's what everybody was very impressed about. He has better field vision than Baker. <laughs> um. And so you, so you traded your first round pick. So it's that technically that pick is Odell Beckham right now. That's looking like a bust of a trade because he hasn't done anything. And so I, no, can't so hold it no endorsey we trust is what you're saying. And then I'm not even done. Oh jeez. And then you have your, your kicker situation last year, and then you draft Austin Zeitler with a or Austin uh, Siebert with a draft pick, and he had a shaky preseason. Everybody was kind of like, the fuck is Dorsey doing? How can he figure this kicker thing out? So far, Siebert's been great. So I'll give Dorsey credit on that. That was a good pick. Um, and then you traded Kevin Zeitler for Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon's been kind of a ghost this season. He had one sack, I think, on Monday. Like, he has a couple sacks, but he hasn't really done a whole lot. I think he has, like, three sacks or four sacks on the year. I mean, he's there, but I think he's, our more issue, of a, he's more of a clone. But our issue, though, is Kevin Zeitler. I didn't think that was going to be that huge of a, a gap Oh, to we're fill. missing. And I, that's what I'm saying. Are we really missing Zeitler? So was that a smart football move to dump a right guard to protect your franchise quarterback for a defensive end who's playing average at best? You know, yeah, but without him, does uh, Miles have seven sacks on the year, eight sacks? But now. again, who's to say that you don't not trade Zeitler and you use a draft pick on a defensive end, uh-huh. or you have you have Jannard Avery who could maybe play on that that on the line? I know he's more of an outside backer, but maybe you can get him on the line. Uh, you have Chad Thomas from last year who's actually playing very well so far, who could filled in who could fill in on the line. He didn't play much last year at all, uh, but another uh, Dorsey pick. And then, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for this year. I mean. 
you, you can't judge any of the rookies, really. But, I mean, Greedy Williams hasn't played, so I'll judge that one. And then you traded your first-round pick, so you can judge Odell Beckham Jr. And, I mean, that's really the only knocks I have on him right now. And and then he did hire Freddie Kitchens, who is my next victim here. Yeah. The Freddie slaughter, Kitchens, the slaughterhouse, so we should Freddie Kitchens this. is looking like he is in way over his head. His head. He is looking worse than Hugh Jackson, if I'm being honest, at some times mm-hmm. because of the decisions that he makes. I go back to putting Odell Beckham in to return punts at the end of that game. Stupid decision. That's a horrible coaching decision. Um, the fourth and nine draw play against the Rams. Again, I don't know if that was Freddie or if that was Baker. I just have to go with the head coach because I don't know any better. They won't tell us. And that could have been a really dumb decision. Uh and then just in terms of the offense, like him just being a head coach and trying to be the offensive coordinator or play caller at the same time for his first go-round, I just think is way too much for him to handle because our offense looks like shit. And everyone goes, what happened to this great Freddie offense from last year? And I think it's because he can't spend 100% of his time on it like he did last year when he had nothing to do with the defense. You have an offensive coordinator though, right? Yeah. What's going sort on of. there? Uh, he, he's not allowed to call plays apparently, but they still run his system it looks like because all of our plays are designed to go downfield which is what he did in Tampa which is what caused Jameis Winston to throw a million interceptions too so we're basically running the Tampa offense but by Freddie Kitchens Freddie Kitchens is holding the fucking the the sword he's the leader of it but we're running a shitty offense it's not Freddie Kitchens at least it doesn't look like it to me and that makes me think he needs to I mean obviously he can't step away and give uh Todd Munchen or what the fuck's Mon- his name? Munkin. Munkin, yeah, yeah. He can't give Todd Munkin all responsibility on offense because then it doesn't really help anything. So I think Freddie kind of backed himself into a corner by hiring this guy for the offensive coordinator and not allowing him to call the plays. I really don't know what the issue is, truth be told. It's just fucking frustrating that a head coach is starting off so poorly. And anybody you didn't touch on this? I mean, you pretty much just no. I mean, I, I, if we had time, I'd rip the whole fucking team. I'd go. I'd go top to bottom. I mean, I mean, you start with the top. The owners <laughs> yeah. Haslam's too. Uh, yeah, I mean, fuck Jimmy Haslam too. He's a crook. <laughs> but uh, but in all seriousness though, like uh, that game was super frustrating. Again, as I've said on this show a thousand times, I'll say it again. I hate losing more than I like winning. So a loss pisses me off way more than a win gets me excited. So this loss is still simmering inside of me i'm still fucking angry about it and it's just i hate i'm so sick of being an embarrassed browns fan i'm so sick of the offseason i defend them i talk shit and then the season starts and i have to tuck my tail between my legs because they do do everything that people have said they're gonna yep. do going into the season we were all saying browns are gonna be a 10 11 12 win team they're going to you know, playoffs no doubt they're so fucking great then the season starts and everybody that was saying Baker's a bum, he's gonna everyone figured him out, Odell's gonna suck, he's a troublemaker, this is gonna Freddie Kitchens doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Boom, it's all happening. I will say, and we'll get more into this in the next episode or two. Um, I, I think we win this week. We're three and three. We have a break, we get our shit together, and then the rest of the schedule is fucking candy shop pounding. And that's another thing that says nothing to the tough with the tough love part. This is just my personal thoughts on it. As a Browns fan, I don't want to be so shitty against good teams. I want them to be consistently good every fucking week. The whole, which I'm with you, don't get me wrong, I want them to win every game in the the second half of the season, but to bank on the shitty second half as your saving grace, that's what irritates me as a fan. I don't want to see that. I want to see them winning every fucking week, not, oh, well, we'll get our ass kicked here, but we got Miami coming up. I want it to be, hey, we're playing New England, we have a fucking chance. Maybe we lose that one, but it'll be close. I like everyone and their brothers going in saying we're losing that New England game. I want this team to be at a level where you go in going, I don't really know. Maybe we have a chance. 
And that's what irritates me about this is because we're settling for mediocrity. We're banking on the second half of a week schedule to be our savior for what? So maybe we can sneak into the playoffs, and then we get eliminated and embarrassed in the first round by some really good actual playoff team. But we, we made it to the playoffs, though. Yeah, but at the same time, I want them to be competitive. I don't want it to be a first round just fucking blowout because you really had no business being there. I don't want them to go into the playoffs the way the Indians go into the playoffs, where everyone knows they have no chance. They're just happy to be there. Yay, raise the banner. We made the playoffs. First round sweep, done. That's the end of the season, and then the owners just go, well, we made the playoffs. <laughs> strive for greatness. I hate to quote LeBron because he's a fucking snake, but strive for greatness. Stop settling for, well, we'll beat Miami. I want it to be, hey, we got Seattle this week. They're 4-1. and one. Russell Wilson's playing like an MVP, but we have this dominant defensive MVP in Miles Garrett. We have Baker Mayfield playing just a touch behind Russell Wilson. I want to be able to say that, and I can't. Yeah. I, I, I'm going into this Sunday saying bet your fucking life savings on the Seahawks because the Browns suck dick. Well, in true fashion, though, it's with the roller coaster, we should win this game. Up yeah. and down. Every I mean, other we're, week. We're looking every to go 8-8. Eight eight. It's every other week. Jekyll and Hyde. And don't be wrong. Again, I guess this is part of the tough love segment because I don't want it held against me. If we win out the second half of the season because our schedule is so easy and we make the playoffs, I'm not going to be mad about that at all. But I just I don't like hearing everybody taking these losses early and going, eh, who cares? We got an easy second schedule. I want them to win every fucking week, and I want them to look like a good team every week at least. If you're going to lose, lose with class. Don't get fucking blown out. At least make it close. That Rams loss, I slept like a baby that night. That was a very well-done game. Had some questionable moments, but it was winnable. We were right there till the end. That team was just in the playoffs. San Francisco hasn't made the fucking playoffs in like five years, and we got blown out by them. Yeah, they're a project. They're, they're a product of their schedule too. But yeah, I mean, they absolutely. are a good team, though. I mean, yeah, they're undefeated. They've played nobody good, and you can now add the Browns to that list of nobody good that they played because the Browns aren't good. And uh, so that's going to end the tough love segment. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, that was a long one just because it was the first one I've ever done, and I had a lot to get off my chest about it. Um, but but truth be told, I mean, I've just been pissed off because. Baker talks so much shit, and that's what the media is thriving off of is how poorly he's playing, but how much shit that he talks. That, that They're eating it up. Everyone's loving to see this. So if he truly is some back-against-the-wall underdog, he, he loves quotes against him kind of guy that everyone's been made to believe from the media, then he better come out and play like a fucking MVP on Sunday because right now, Russell Wilson probably is the frontrunner for MVP in the NFL. Yeah, so Baker better match him on Sunday if he really thinks he's a fucking NFL-caliber quarterback. It's Not be necessarily match him because, again, Russell Wilson's playing at a fucking absurd level right now. But at least act like you fucking belong is what I'll say. I want Baker to throw no, no fucking turnovers. I don't want you to fumble a fucking snap. Take care of the goddamn ball and be the number one fucking pick. Stop with the underdog shit. Again, I said it earlier, but I'm sick of the underdog bullshit. You're, you were the number one pick, dude. Nobody thinks you're an underdog anymore. Tom Brady was a fucking underdog. He was almost didn't even get drafted, and now he's the best quarterback of all time. That's a fucking underdog. You were the number one pick. That's called expectations. That's not underdog. Did you see on – I saw this on Facebook the other day, the cycle of Baker. Have you seen this? Yeah, I did see that. The, it the, was like – Play like shit, get criticized by media, underdog mentality, beat inferior opponent – call out doubters, and then play like shit again. Yep, it's it's a cycle, and that's what I'm afraid of. He does look decent against really bad teams, and that was the knock last year after the season. Everybody said, oh, Baker, you know, threw a bunch of touchdowns. You guys won seven games, but Baker couldn't beat any team with a winning record or any team that was going to the playoffs, whatever. Everybody said that, and I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, okay, they're right, but I'm like, okay, he was a rookie. You know, it, it's tough. Those are some legit defenses. He has to figure that shit out. Okay, no problem. Now we fast forward to this year. 
and he's proving everybody right. He can really, Baker not read defense? Do you think? I think he can't. I mean, yeah, he can read it, but he can only read one sentence because he's a one-read quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd like to think that the guy knows what the fuck he's doing. He was the number one overall pick. He, he was great in college. So you have to you have to think Dorsey saw that in him, that this sure. guy can do everything that you need in a quarterback. And I thought he could do most of it last year. I mean, obviously, you need you need to grow as a quarterback from your rookie season. But he's regressed. Truthfully, he's regressed. And that's what irritated me more than anything. So with that being said, Baker, I still love you. This is the Tough Love segment. You just needed to hear some truth. Consider this like a roast, except instead of me making jokes, I'm just literally trying to hurt your feelings. I want everyone to know that that's what Tough Love's about. Um, So call it how you see it. Don't hold back. Let it all out. And then, like I said, I want Baker to go this Sunday. Zero turnovers. Throw for three touchdowns. Give me 300 yards. Give me Nick Chubb for 110 uh, touchdown. I want to blow the fucking Seahawks out. The Seahawks offensive line really isn't that good, but they're kind of built like the, uh, the Niners where they love to run the ball. They'll pound it down your fucking throat. And then right when you're tired and, you know, looking for a, a run, they'll hit you with the play action. And Russell Wilson's going to beat you deep. So look out for that kind of shit. Again, he's playing on another planet right now. Russell Wilson, truth be told. So, uh, I think Lockett's going to have a gigantic game against us. It depends. I mean, is how's how's Warden Greedy going to look? Doesn't you know, matter. How we do? They're going to pull a hamstring in the fucking yeah, second quarter. They're not even going to make it out of warmups. <laughs> but um, doing stretching in the fucking pregame, and all so, of a sudden they they get cut. Yeah, they get so I, I, I just, benched. I need Baker to come out and play. This is the real deal. Shut your fucking mouth for the rest of the week. I don't want to hear another fucking peep out of you except for the practice went really well this week. We're ready for Seattle. That's it. Keep it as fucking casual as possible. Shut the fuck up until you've earned the right to act like Billy Badass. You just can't do it. You look like a fucking asshole. He really does. You don't, you don't even see Patrick Mahomes ever talk shit. No. And then that's what that irritates me about Baker is he comes out every week. Woe is me. We lost. Oh, I'm still going to play hard. I love the blah, blah, blah. I'm Mr. Underdog. It's like eventually it, it does make you irritated because he keeps fucking playing like shit. You can't defend that when it happens that often. Uh, but I digress. We're done with tough love. I've had enough of that. It was good to get off my chest because I had been thinking about it all day. And Baker, just please don't be a bust because as of right now, you're playing like a fucking bust, and that's irritating me. <clears throat> you feel better now? I do, actually. I feel good, really good. good. I've I'm been holding can, that in. We could use this as a therapy session. I started typing out like a long Facebook post like yesterday about that. How it's going to be like, you know, as of right now, Baker looks like a bust. Dorsey looks like an idiot. Freddie Kitchens looks like he has no fucking idea. And I'm like... Nope, save it for the show. That's my motto. Save it for the show. Hit everything on air. So here we are. Uh, With that said, we'll move (laughs) on from the Browns and their fucking awful night. Never talk about that again unless it's after we win the Super Bowl this year and we go, man, remember we got our asses kicked by San Fran? I was really mad about that. Thank God they turned around. Look what happened. They listened to us. Yeah. Because, again, Browns fans, big fans of the show. Uh Wow, I, I spent a lot of time on that segment. My bad, but that felt good. we knew it was going to happen. I did tell you. I'm like, that one's going to be long. Uh, so with that being said, we'll fast forward to the MLB playoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, the Yankees swept the Twins. Thanks for coming. Uh, Central Division champs meant nothing, just like it would have for the Indians because they would have swept us too, so no hard feelings. Um, Houston's going into a game five. That's tomorrow night against Tampa. That's my <laughs> pick. I'm a little nervous. Kyle's pick, the Dodgers are in a game five, getting ready to start literally within two minutes here in yeah, Los Angeles. Washington, Dodgers yeah. in Washington, game five. Um, Who would have thought the two top teams that we both selected, Game 5 scenarios. Game 5 is crazy. St. Louis just smoked the Braves. 
uh they, yeah, that, that game's over smoking they just raped him yeah they the consent non-consensual sex yeah the the st louis 49ers just beat the shit out of the atlanta browns um <laughs> for for game shout, five shout out to chipper and the biggest braves fan we know yeah i forgot about that oh i didn't even think about that yeah. sucks to suck chipper they're fucking <laughs> gone that makes me feel a lot better actually about that browns Speaking loss of, we gotta mention the fact he's coming on the show too he won the, the we'll we, we get to oh, that okay, towards right. the end yeah. yeah fuck chipper he doesn't get that much time on the show um <laughs> So yeah, the, uh, the the Cardinals just beat the shit out of the Braves, and then um, that was it. Those are the, all the series. So Kyle and I are still technically alive in our pick. We'll find out after Maybe tonight. Maybe not for long, but we've already decided if, if, God forbid, both teams get eliminated in the first round. Pick new teams. Uh, yeah, either double punishment or we're just picking new teams, and we both voted on pick new teams. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the punishment idea. We're going to go with new teams. So go Yankees. I'm just kidding. I don't have to worry about that yet. Um but yeah, so we'll we'll get to that. Uh, the playoffs have been really great so far. I don't know if you've been watching. Partly, not yeah. much. I mean, I, I love baseball. I watch as much but, as I can. But when Indians aren't in it, I really lose. I yeah. mean, but it's still. I mean, they're good games. Playoff baseball is unlike anything I've ever watched because I think it's the best playoff in all of sports. Truth be told, um, you don't think NBA finals is anything? Yeah, I think it's too fucking long. I, that's <laughs> what I, even even as a Cavs fan, I got four years of the finals in a row, and I fucking hated every minute of it for the most part because every game didn't start till nine fucking thirty. I work, I live on the East Coast. That's miserable for me. Yeah, no, I get it. I and get it. I, I, everything about the finals, it's one game, and then they give you three days off, and then four days off. The finals take like three weeks. The playoffs started a fucking literally a week ago today. There was a wild card game for the playoffs, and they're already finished with almost fucking every every uh, other series. There's only one one game left tomorrow. That's it. Well, they got an all star starting tonight for the Dodgers. Dodgers have a lot of all stars on their team. <laughs> they're also going right to Clayton Kershaw as soon as they need to go to the bullpen. They're yeah, expecting I... Kershaw to get them four to five oh, innings. They say, "Oh yeah, nice. oh yeah." They're going all. It's nice guy to have in your back they're pocket, loaded. right? And that's the cool thing about baseball playoffs is they're going to get a couple days off before the next game, and then. You, you know, it's a seven-game series, so you don't have to panic and go, okay, we need you for game one. You can go, okay, we'll go with, number, with with our second guy or third guy, and then we'll worry about the rotation because you have seven games. First round, a little different. You only have five. Obviously, this is a game, make-or-break game right here, game five, do or die. You're going with your you're, – you're throwing out your, your best punches here. So yeah. great move by the Dodgers. Um, even though they're your team, I am pulling for the Dodgers. I am a – they're my favorite National League team, always have been. So I'm always a I'm a closet Dodger fan. Yeah, not gonna lie, I'm, my butt pucker my, my my butt's puckered a little bit here. And that's a cool. That's why I love playoff baseball because it's just every pitch is so important, and there's so much more strategizing. It's in it's the same can be said with playoff hockey because playoff hockey is super intense. I'll give everyone credit on that. I'm not the biggest hockey fan, but playoff hockey is on another level. We haven't even talked hockey on this. This it, the season started. I, if anyone didn't know that out there, I am a Los Angeles Kings fan. Um, I follow them very loosely. And the rest of the NHL, I truly don't follow. So if people want to have like a legit NHL conversation, I am not the guy to do that. We'll have to bring Sean in for some legit NHL. Yeah, Sean's conversation. the NHL guy. Yeah. He's a he's a big Blue Jackets fan. He's our he's our pseudo producer, and yep. I, I know he loves it loves hockey. I, I love the Kings. That's my team. I follow them on all social media just so I can keep up with everything. But with them being on the West Coast, I rarely get to watch their games. So I just wake up and check the score. Basically, that's how I keep that's up it. with them. Last year they were shitty. They were horrible. I think they had like the fifth overall pick. I don't even remember the guy's name because in hockey it doesn't matter. Probably you, from Canada, right? Uh, French, Russia, maybe. maybe? Russia, I don't maybe? Even know. Okay. Yeah, something. I don't it's know. Good guess. Yeah. Um, he's somewhere that probably has free healthcare, <laughs> <laughs> so he's not American. But yeah, so I'm a big I'm a big Kings fan. Again, they're the only ones I follow, and 
Uh, I want it on record that I started following them before they won their first Stanley Cup. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm some front runner. I've been with them before. I, I literally started following them the year they won their first Stanley Cup. One of these times, you're going to have to give a backstory as to why you started liking them. I mean, not today, though. I, it's really quick. I'll do it right oh, now. Okay, it doesn't matter. So I was looking into teams I would follow for the NHL. And I was a little influenced by this one band that I listened to. They're called The Ghost Inside, the lead singer diehard Kings fan. He was always posting about him. So that's why I started looking into hockey. And I'm like, maybe I'll pick a team. Who should I root for? My first thought obviously was Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm like, they're close. Why not? And then I did some digging and I thought about it. This was before LeBron came back. He was still in Miami at this time. And I thought, holy shit, the Los Angeles Kings had Wayne Gretzky, the best NHL player of all time. He never won a championship with them. He had to leave to win his championships. And that's when I thought, oh my God, the Kings are just like the Cavs. They're just like a Cleveland team. Wow, that's and that's a, when I went. That's, a nice, a nice that's my team there. And then that same fucking year, no lie, they won their first Stanley Cup because of you. I th- I like to think so. I broke the curse in Cleveland. They won that. You championship. Made it known to the world that Fast you were. Fast forward a, a couple of years, and then the Cavs finally figured it out uh, because of you. Yeah, exactly. And now hopefully this tough love <laughs> segment, I, the Browns figured I see out. See the connection of me. now. It's yep. all coming back to Justin George. Hey, if, if the Dolans would fucking listen to me once in a while, they'd have a bunch of that's fucking World never Series fucking championships. Happen. I, I like to think I know a little bit of what I'm talking about, but interesting. But you like told that. that's why I like the Kings because they had the best, the best hockey player of all time, and he never won anything with them. He had to leave to win, and I thought that's the Cavs, that's LeBron, that's the you know Cleveland, and I thought that's that, that's me. I'm I, I'm comfortable with that. I can get used to that kind of shittiness. So I became a Kings fan, and here we are. I like it. Many years it's later, all, it's all you. And yeah, <laughs> basically, I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Uh, so, while we're talking about LeBron and other sports, quick thing about NBA. The season is starting a week from, like, today, I think, or tomorrow. Yeah, they're not going to have their, like, four or five preseason games this yeah, week. Yeah, it's and... close. The season's starting soon, whenever the fuck it is. Who I mean, cares? honestly, I mean, who... I honestly I feel forgot. Like it end. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot yeah. the NBA was even the starting Raptors again. literally won the championship like three days ago, and they're yeah. already the season starting again. There's no off season in the NBA, which it's funny because they try to be like the NFL so bad because the NFL doesn't have an off season either. I mean, they do, but they don't. The NFL's planned it out to where every month of the year there is a big event for them. It's either the season starts. I mean, August is training camp and preseason. That's huge. They own that. Then you go to September, which, you know, playoffs are getting ready to start for baseball, but the NFL season's starting, and that's yep. bigger than anything. And then you go to October, you again, you have baseball, you have hockey starting, you have basketball starting, and then you also have NFL still going, which is always going to be king. Uh, same thing with, you know, every month until February, you have NFL football, and you have the Super Bowl, so they get credit for that in February. Fast forward to March, they have the draft, or I'm sorry, the draft yeah. is in April. They have the combine, they have... The uh, free agency starts in March, yep. so they have something every month. They're, training they're, camp, they take training the news camps. segments as yeah. much as they can every month. Every they own the world and NFL. Uh, so NBA is trying to kind of do the same. They're trying to go global with it though, and they have gotten themselves into some hot water because yeah. the GM for the Rockets tweeted his uh, enjoyment of seeing protesting going on in China due to people wanting democracy over there. We're not going to get into politics in here on the show, but. Obviously, China is, you know, known for communism and shit like that. And he basically said, you know, I- I'm proud of the people that are pro standing up against that. Good for them. And the NBA only sees dollars and cents. And they said, fuck that. We don't stand by what he said. We love China and all their money and all the, all the shit they do. And it's kind of funny because there are mixed emotions going on because Adam Silver looks like the biggest sellout since the Dolans got rid of Chief Wahoo for an all-star game. And he's willing to throw 
anything under the bus just to get China to be back on board with him. He was and, a fucking Greyhound driver this yeah, week. Yeah, he, he, he's coming off like a real fucking idiot, truth be told. And, you know, you never want to mix politics with business because there are people that are on both sides of the fence. You don't want to lose half of your clientele. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's probably way more Democrats and NBA fans, more than likely, I would think. I, I mean, yes. But still, you know, regardless of politics, you don't want to talk about them when it turns... Because you're going to piss off one side or the other. Exactly. You're going to piss off. Each side has off. a lot of money. Exactly. And it's going to ruin something. You want to be Switzerland as much as you can. And Adam Silver decided to come out and be China, and that's not a good thing. And people are pretty no. fucking mad about it because yeah. he seems to be more interested in Chinese people liking him than Americans. And hate to break it to you, Adam Silver, you live in America. You're an American, so you might want to worry about them first. Uh, they're why you have a job. So he kind of came off like a real idiot. In this whole China thing, and I again, I stand with democracy, obviously, over communism any nine times out of ten. The one time being, you know, I've never experienced communism. Maybe I would like it, so I can't really knock it till you try it, you know? I think he'd probably get killed over there. I saw the Seinfeld episode where the one guy was a commie, and he seemed to enjoy it, so I don't know. Maybe I would, too. Yeah, I, because it doesn't really, you know, TV shows really don't yeah, I, depict it, it, what's going on right now. It almost seemed like a reality show. I very, I enjoyed it, so... <laughs> But all seriousness, though, yeah, the NBA, and, Adam Silver and needs to shut the fuck up. Truth be told, China is a huge, huge thing when it yeah, comes to Yeah, I mean, that's billions NBA. of dollars that they're looking to get. And there's some Chinese companies that I have never heard of that are already canceling endorsements with the with the NBA and oh, players you see the and picture? Shit, Did you funny. see the picture of the uh, in Shanghai of them scraping down yeah. uh, the uh, NBA picture on the wall? Yep. Well, which, you know, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck China. Let them all sit over there and fucking die. Who cares? We don't need to be friends with them. We don't need to give them NBA basketball. There Fuck goes them. our sponsorship from China tonight. Yeah, I wasn't looking for it. If uh, The only person I'll allow sponsors from China, Yao Ming, get in touch. He's <laughs> the only one. Uh, so, yeah, quick quick touch up on NBA. Not a whole lot to report on that end. Obviously, the season's getting ready to start. Well, so. well quick on the NBA. So, let's just throw them out the real early predicts. Cavs, playoffs or no playoffs? No, no chance. No chance. Not no, even no, eighth no, no. seed no, no, in no, no, no. a very not-so-strong Eastern is Conference. bad. Really? They are bad. I mean, you don't have to be good to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I mean, you can't be as bad as they are. They are lottery, I mean, top five lottery pick, think so. I would think again. Okay. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, right. they're not good. All right. They're just too young. Uh, Kevin Love is the only real veteran, and Tristan Thompson on the team. And I love Kevin Love. He's my favorite Cav of all time, personally. I love, I've always been a huge Kevin Love fan. Um, but I mean, I'm just being realistic. The guy's probably going to get hurt. He's going to miss most of the season. They're probably going to look to trade him. I would expect him to get traded this year as much as I don't want him to, but he, he doesn't bring anything to the table in terms of leadership. He's not that caliber of a player. And I'm the first to admit it, even though I'm a big fan, he's not a defensive guy. He's not going to sit back with the young guys and show them. This is how you stop a guy. He's, you know, he doesn't, he's a good shooter and he's a big man. What is he going to bring to the table in terms of veteran leadership other than just words and, I don't know how great he is with that. So I just don't think we're going to do much. Tristan Thompson, same thing. I think Tristan Thompson's a bum. He's a veteran on our team, quote unquote, but I don't expect him to do much. He's too busy cheating on Khloe Kardashian to really focus on the court. Um, that's and over, by the way. Is it? I don't even follow it. Because I watch the Kardashians all the time Sounds now. about right. It's what happens when you're married. Uh, but no, that's over. It's been over. Okay. She's dating somebody else now. Oh, is she? Okay, I just assumed in case that you just That's just our two-second segment on the Kardashians, in case you cared to know. Well, I mean, that fits. We're talking Oof. about balls, and they're always sucking on black ones, so <laughs> we might as well talk true. about them. Lord knows they can't get enough of those NBA people. They don't so. like the white ones. White ones are too they small. hate them. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I just think the Cavs are going to be bad. I think it's a learning process. You have a rookie head coach who's never coached in the NBA, um, at least at the head coach level. I'm not sure about his like assistant credentials. I really don't know. Um, 
And then you have three first-round draft picks. You have Colin Sexton coming into his second year. You're, you're more than likely anybody with one year left on their contract is good as gone at the trade deadline. So I think Jordan Clarkson is in his final year. Nice knowing you, Jordan. You're fucking gone. Right. Um, so I think we're still continuing in a rebuild mode, so I wouldn't expect much out of the Cavaliers this year. And I don't think the Cavs are expecting much because they did a deal with tickets, which was fucking incredible. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I saw that package deal that they yeah. have. Like really the, good deal. It's like month. 50 bucks a month gets you like multiple tickets to Loudville for a whole month of games. Like It's 50 bucks a month, and you can go to like up to four I, games. I'm, I'm like debating that. Like, on getting it. Because and the lower level is only like 70 bucks or 80 bucks. Yeah, so it's so not you can even go to as many bad. games as you want. It was like what, 10 games in a month or whatever. Yeah, I you mean, can just keep going to games. It's 80 bucks a, a month. It's like the movie pass, you know? It really is, yeah. And there's, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know the limitations on it, but it's a really good deal. Um, but yeah, so I think the Cavs are kind of anticipating that they're not going to be very good, and that's why they're willing to almost give away tickets to every game because if they had a high expectations, they wouldn't do this because they would say, fuck it, we'll eat some money for the first month. Then when people see we're a pretty good team, they'll come. I think they kind of know it's not going to go that well. So no, not a playoff team in my opinion. I think All right. let's let's start watching college basketball and looking for the next Zion. That's the best, <laughs> best suggestion I can give you. Uh, all right, with that being said, we're not going to recap week five in the NFL. We'll just go straight into our picks. Um, well, nothing, nothing big happened week five. Though, yeah, right? nothing really. I mean, it was pretty standard. Uh, Kyle did – we did our picks last week, and the funny thing, I did, Ouch. I did the blind picks, and I picked first before Kyle got to hear or see anything. And our only differences were three games, I think, and Kyle just so happened to lose all three of them. Yeah, that So I am hurts. up to a 50-45 to 45 lead. I have five points. And I am going to open up the schedule here on my computer, and I am going to go over my picks. Kyle's already done his. So let's get started. Uh, New England against New York at New England. I mean, this is this was probably the toughest pick of the week, if I'm being honest with everybody. This one's a real toss-up. You have almost everybody on offense for the Giants out, and you have the Patriots who look like they are going to win another Super Bowl with their eyes closed. I'm so, just I'm already ready your answer. Tough. Yeah, so. New England obviously. It's a fucking <laughs> overrunner. Uh Carolina versus Tampa Bay. This one is in London. Carolina has been playing really fucking well. Christian McCaffrey is playing like an MVP. It's going to be between him and Russell Wilson at this pace. Um Kyle Allen's playing really well in in the shoes of Cam Newton. Like they might legitimately have a quarterback it's controversy funny how some going of these on. Backup quarterbacks coming in are playing better it's weird. than yeah. Garrett Gilbert, what are you up to on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and they're going up against Tampa Bay, who Tampa Bay has been another up and down team. They've always been that way with Jameis Winston. Um, I, since this is not a home game, it's technically a home game for Tampa Bay. I'm not going to count it as that. I am going to go with the better coached team because traveling to London is tough, and that's a huge thing. And you have to have mature players on your team. And I think Luke Keekley, Christian McCaffrey, and Ron Rivera are going to stay focused and i think they're gonna get this w so i'm going with carolina uh yeah i picked carolina on that one as well just, oh you did yeah just for the simple fact that I, I agree with what you said uh carolina's playing very well lately and i think christian mcguy is gonna have a hell of a fucking season but no i yeah carolina for the win there uh browns against seattle game number two o'clock well, the second first game on uh sunday for us one o'clock uh seattle Till the Browns, uh, like I did before when I picked Baltimore, until the Browns prove me wrong and can stay consistent and actually look like a real fucking NFL team, I'm not picking them ever again. So uh, Seattle, that was an easy one. So I, I mean, easy for you, but I'm going with the Browns. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm so gonna... <laughs> Kyle likes his deficit to get even bigger, apparently. <laughs> now I think the Browns, like I just mentioned a little bit ago, the roller coaster up and down every other yeah. week. 
Uh, they get it together. I think this week is one of those weeks to get it together. They're at home. Um, I, I think Baker does what they have to do, and I think Chubb has a pretty decent game, and I think the Browns take it. I hope so, but again, until they look like a real NFL team, sure. I'm not picking them, so Seattle it is. All right, then. Uh, next game, probably game of the week. Truth be told, I think this one's a fucking great one. Well, it's 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 got some competition for game of the week, but Houston at Kansas City. Kansas City coming off their first loss. Uh Indianapolis played lights out that defense. They showed you how to game. shut down that offense, and it was fucking impressive. It was a really good game they to just, watch. They just copied what uh, Bill Belichick did last yeah. year in the championship game. And it was game. perfect. It, they, they dominated, truth be told. They played so fucking well. Uh, Kansas City got their first loss. They're at home. Houston's a shaky team. Houston can go off for 50 points, and then they can also get shut down. Uh, this one's going to be, I think, I mean, this could be a record-setting score, if I'm being honest. Uh, but I'm going to go with the home team, so I'm going with Kansas City. Uh, I went with Kansas City as well. Okay. Um, I think, again, what you said is going to be a... I think they bounce I, back. I think, I think defenses aren't going to do anything in this fucking game. Yeah. Uh, but I think Patrick Mahomes bounces back as a fucking monsters game. Yep. I think 400 yards. And there's rumors Tyreek Hill is going to be back. Yep. I just think, I if, if we're going to a shootout, I trust Kansas City's offense a yeah. little bit more than uh, Houston, so I'm going Kansas City. Yep. Uh, the prison inmate game of the week that nobody wants to watch. The Washington at Miami. I like it. Uh, this is the game that, yeah, if you're locked up and they're like, all right, you guys, you get an hour of TV time. They're like, no, 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 keep me in my cell. I don't want to watch this game. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with Washington. I think Washington has played really well this year at times. Don't get that twisted. I didn't mean it like they're a decent team, but they have actually held their own in a couple games. I mean, even their loss to New England was respectable. Um, beginning of the year, I think it might have even been week one, they got off to a pretty good lead against the Eagles and then inevitably pissed it away, but they started off pretty well. So Washington at least has the firepower to contend in some games. They remind me of the Hugh Jackson Browns, essentially. They did just fire Jay Gruden because Jay Gruden likes to fire up blunts and talk to fiery hot chicks. was old. Yeah, but it's still funny. <laughs> um, like like he's changed his ways. Let's act like, yeah. He doesn't touch it yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, I'm sure he's a good guy now. It, his record shows it. He got canned. Um <laughs> So, yeah, so I'm going to go with Washington on this one just because I think they're more of a veteran team, and I think Miami has made it so obvious that they're tanking. They have no intentions of winning, and I think they're going to do whatever they can to lose this game. Sure. So I'm going Washington. Well, you know that I think Washington came out and said they're rolling with Haskins going forward, right? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I thought there were people saying that he might not even be ready till 2021 because that's how bad he looks. <laughs> no, I no think, lie. I literally saw I, that. Quote. I thought I saw, and I, maybe correct me. If you I'm could wrong. be right, but I, I mean, I thought I saw something where it says they're going with the Haskin thing going okay. forward. Um, anyways, no, I agree with you. I think Washington yeah. wins this one. I think it's going to be the shittiest game ever to watch. Um, but I think Washington's going to look like a true NFL team because they're playing Miami. But I think they get the win. I skipped over this game too. There are three games of the week. There's a ton of them. Um, Philadelphia at Minnesota both had really good wins last week. Um, Minnesota looked like a legit team again. They got all that drama aside. And Philadelphia, uh, they're looking like a contender again. Um, Kirk Cousins actually like a fucking quarterback last week. Right? Dude. Um, So I got to go with the home team. I'm going Minnesota. I think Minnesota's figured it out. I think Minnesota's defense is playing really well. I think Dalvin Cook's going to cause issues for Philly's defense, and I think their offensive game, they got Adam Thielen heavily involved last Sunday, and I think this week they're going to get him involved as well as Stephon Diggs, and it's going to be the total package. You're going to see what this Minnesota team can do. So I'm going Minnesota. Got to go with the home team. Uh, I agree. Okay. I I concur. It's going to be an interesting week here. But, yes, I'm going with Minnesota too. Uh, I picked against Minnesota last week thinking that, you know, I just didn't think they were that good, the whole Kirk Cousins fiasco. But I think they actually got their shit together. Um, They're going to play well, and their defense is pretty Mm -hmm. pretty fucking good. Uh, next game, I already know Kyle picked Jacksonville because Kyle's going with the Jacksonville pick every week, so I'm just assuming that he did pick them. Uh, 
I am going with Jacksonville, so you can tell me you did not, did you? I did not. Okay, I'm going with Jacksonville. I rolled with New Orleans this week. I think uh, two-glove Teddy Bridgewater is actually uh, playing pretty fucking well down there. He really is, but I'm going with Jalen Ramsey's back. Jalen Ramsey is either super Jalen Ramsey's back or he's back to play. Jalen Ramsey's back is okay. Okay. So right. he will be back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I think he's coming back. I don't know if, if is he going to be pissed off that they haven't traded him yet? Is he going to be happy? Is he going to be pissed that they haven't traded him, but he's going to want to play so fucking hard that he shows the world, excuse me, how great of a player that he is? Or, or I think what? he pulls a hammy in the first quarter and he sits out the rest of the game. I think they still have a good chance to win without him because I do think Jacksonville's defense is pretty fucking good. And offensively, they're kind of figuring it out. Gardner Minshew to DJ Chark is looking pretty decent. And Leonard Fournette has been playing really, really well lately. And uh, so I'm just going to roll with the home team. And again, I think uh, that their defense is going to be be able to slow down Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints. I think that they had a really good run, but I think it's coming back to reality this Sunday. I think it would be the the, the week that I pick against Jacksonville. And of course they win, but no, More I'm, than likely. I'm going with the Saints on that one. Uh, Cincinnati, Baltimore. I'm not even going to explain this one. I'm taking Baltimore. Cincinnati's terrible. That Let one's pretty down easy. Cincinnati for you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys heard it all here. We have evidence. Uh, <laughs> another game of the week. Truth be told, Atlanta or I'm sorry, San Francisco at Los Angeles. It's a really good fucking matchup. This one actually had me thinking a lot. This is a battle for the NFC West. That uh, fucking division It's stacked. good, dude. It's really good. God damn, is it good. I mean, it, albeit Arizona sucks, but... Yeah, who cares about Arizona? I'm yeah, they don't the, count. The they're, three other teams that I hate played. to say it, but they're, they're the Browns of the <laughs> NFC West. The way people used to look at the AFC North, yep, that's yep. them, unfortunately. Uh, so this is a tough one. San Francisco has played really well. They haven't had any real tough challenges. I am going to go with they're on a short week. I think they have a lot of false confidence after beating the Browns as, as handedly as they did. I think they're going to go into Sunday with their heads a little too big, and I think Sean McVay is going to have an answer for that. And this is the really cool thing to think about with this game. I am taking the Rams. Um, okay. The cool thing to think about with this game is the the young coaching that's going on. You have Sean McVay, who is the face of you know coaching next to Bill Belichick. Truthfully, everyone loves him as a head coach. And then you have Kyle Shanahan, who is no slouch himself. He can go fuck himself for wanting to leave Cleveland, but I totally understand why he left. I can't blame him for that. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. He still left. Fuck you. <laughs> it's like, it's like I don't know. I don't have kids. But, like, imagine if you had a daughter and she cheated on her boyfriend and that boyfriend dumped her then because she cheated. You're going to side with your baby girl. You're going to go, fuck you. Get the fuck out of my house, kid. Like, you hate Absolutely. that guy. Even though he's in the right. I don't disagree with why he did it. But so, exactly. So, it. so that's going to be a really good coaching matchup. I'm kind of excited to see highlights from that game because I won't be able to see it live. Um, but that one should be a really good game. Atlanta at Arizona. Arizona kind of came to their own. They got their first win of the season, but albeit it was against Cincinnati, so not that impressive. Um, so I'm going to go with Atlanta on the road. I just I just kind of wrote your answer down. Yeah. I assumed you were veteran. Gonna... I think the veteran ship. Veteran. Oh, I will go back to my pick Matt last Ryan. pick. Oh yeah, I've taken the Rams too. By the way. So, oh yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Not I to just... jump ahead, but yeah, no, I took the Rams too. Oh, I mean that that was a coin toss. It's it's hard. I, to and, and these tough ones, I just go with the home but team. The, but the reason why I went with that is because of the short week. I think. Yeah, I think it's, that, it's that fuck too. Them, but and yeah. they've been, you know, Richard Sherman's been spending a little too much time recapping his handshake incident. He's been practicing handshake. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a distraction. Well, how does he know what a handshake is? No one gives them to him, apparently. Nope, nope not at all. So, but no, I yeah. agree, Rams. So, yeah. And then, yeah, I'm going with Atlanta just because, you know, you have the experienced coach. You have, uh, I forgot the name of their their head coach there. Is it Fuck. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Fuck works. He's we'll about to get fired that. anyway, probably. So he's playing for his job. They're one, so in, I think, one in four, right? Yeah, they're, they're in the toilet. I think it's, what is it, Dan Quinn, I think, is their head coach? Either way, it doesn't matter. He's, uh, he's on the hot seat. I think Atlanta's playing for a lot of jobs and the future of that team, to be honest. So I'm going to go with Atlanta. 
think you did as well, right? Uh, yeah, I cannot for the life of me pick. Uh, yeah, you can't no. pick Kyler Murray and the, the no, Cardinals. They're no. bad. Atlanta, going for the win for that one. Uh, Tennessee traveling to Denver. Denver just got their first win. Denver kind of got screwed out of another win early in the season against Chicago. So Denver's got to be pretty pissed off. Tennessee traveling. They don't really play that well on the road. I think Denver, albeit you know they lost Bradley Chubb for the season, I still think they've got a pretty decent team. And I'm going to go with the home Denver Broncos. Really? Yep. Uh, I'm picking different. I'm going okay. with Tennessee um, only because I don't trust Denver to do anything. Okay. I think last the, the win was kind of a fluke, but um, Mariota for me is just a little too hit or miss, and I think he had a pretty good game last week, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, for that reason, I think he's going to have a bad week this week. So I'm going with the home Denver Broncos. Next one, easy one. Sam Darnold's back, but it will not be enough because the Jets are fucking awful all around. Dallas should win this one pretty easily. But that's Dallas's MO this year. They can only beat really bad teams, and they get really excited about it. Then when they play good teams, they get their asses kicked. So Yeah, I'm going with Dallas as well. It should be an easy win for them. Yep. Uh, Sunday night game. Everybody can't wait to go to bed at 10 o'clock for this one. Pittsburgh at Los Angeles Chargers. I would rather be getting an enema than watching this fucking game. But I'll watch it because... Uh, what else are you going to watch? We are without... Night? Well, I will watch the season finale of Ballers and Righteous Gemstones. Those are great shows, and those are ending on Sunday. I'm sad about that. Ballers, last episode ever. Shout out to The Rock. And uh, Righteous Gemstone season finale. Really good series. They already renewed it for a second season. Very excited about that. Um, but with that being said, we are... Or we almost had another contender for How Did He Die, and it was almost uh, Mason Rudolph. Anybody saw that fucking thing? What a controversial week that was. Cool so, thing was, is when he went down, he almost gave like the Shooter McGavin gun fingers. He was like, "Kaka, look at everybody," and he was just actually out cold. He was dead. Um, man, you would you would think that uh, John F. Kennedy got assassinated this week. It looked like it. With, the way he hit the ground. Well, just the the amount of sensitivity that we had going around. And you know, speaking of sensitivity, I understand that a lot of people don't like jokes about injuries and death and things like that. But I do because, listen, people, we're all gonna die. So you can't be mad about me making fun of someone that dies because it's, it's going to happen to all of us. That's like making fun of a guy that got raped. Not everybody gets raped. That's a different story. Everybody's going to die. True. We all do it different ways, but everyone's going to die. Yeah, don't don't think death is a not a, a, a not approachable subject. Here's my here's my thing about that though. There was no doubt that he just got knocked the fuck out. Right. I mean, he he didn't get hit bad. He didn't get like knee bent backwards. Yeah, there's no snapped, like you know. nothing. The dude legit got knocked the fuck out, and his yep. body went down like he just got punched by by. He got tackled playing football, which is a tackle sport. Yeah. And got hurt because of yeah. it. And I'm sorry. And, and there are very sensitive people made, on Facebook. I made some jokes today uh, this week on Facebook about it because I thought it was fucking hilarious. Dodgers are already up two nothing. I didn't even see how they scored. The, the, the timing of the joke I thought was priceless. Yeah, uh, you know, 100%. a little Friday throwback to you just got knocked the fuck out. Yep. And people got hurt by that. You know, I don't fucking care. And, you know, the funny thing about those people that were sensitive about it is they were saying, I can't believe you would make fun of, uh, you know, a guy that got hurt in the NFL, blah, blah, blah. That's so disrespectful and blah, blah, blah. And fast forward, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but a lot of them were talking shit about Baker on Monday. And from what I heard, he left with his leg wrapped up. So he was kind of banged up himself. So yeah. you're making fun of an injured yeah, player. It happens. So if you're going to be sensitive about one side, albeit. Very significantly different injuries. Still, Baker yep. was kind of banged up, so I fuck agree. you. I um, agree. But I'm going to go with the hometown Chargers because you're playing Pittsburgh's third-string quarterback, and I do not think that's going to travel well to Los Angeles. And uh, the Chargers' offensive line is fucking terrible. They got really banged up, too. They just put Pouncey on IR today. But I still think, give me the veteran, Phillip Rivers. Give me Keenan Allen. Give me that offense. And the defense is pretty damn good, too. I think uh, Joey Bosa is going to have himself a fucking game. Chargers. Yep, I'm going to agree with you, Chargers. Uh, fuck Pittsburgh. I will never pick Pittsburgh. I don't care anything. I think I even picked Cincinnati against Pittsburgh because fuck them. Sounds but about right. It's okay. 
Uh, and then we go to Monday night, the last game of the week, Detroit at Green Bay. Surprisingly, when you look at this game on the schedule beginning of the year, I would have been like, what the fuck? I'm not watching that. Now it looks like, uh, you know, Matt Patricia got that fucking Lions team into a real football team. They're legit. Uh, but the Packers are just a little bit better, I think. And I think the veteran that leadership defense is playing fucking that whole team. And you have Aaron Rodgers insane. on the other side of the ball. That's always been his big thing. If you could have got that guy a fucking defense, he'd probably have multiple Super Bowl rings. Yep. Now he's got himself one. So look out, NFL. Absolutely. I'm going with the Packers. Agree. Just because I think their defense is playing, I don't say out of their mind, but their defense is playing very, very well. Yep. Um, and they're going to keep them in the game. And all you got to do is keep Aaron Rodgers. This is another one. It, it should be, I think it's going to be a tight game by, sure. by no means. Monday, by it's going to be a good Detroit, Monday game. Yeah. But I'm, give me the hometown team in a tight game. So we got three differences this week. So I can make make up three. This is this is huge. Be down by two. This is huge. Or we're just going to blow up me out of the ass and you're going to be up the by The cool thing is is that the points eight. are going to change a little bit because we are getting deeper into the bye week. So there will be, yep. I mean, we had four teams on a bye this week. So we, we should be all right. Um, uh, but our differences are Seattle, Cleveland, Jacksonville, New Orleans, and Denver, Tennessee. That's it. So pay attention to that. And uh, speaking of picks, we did our our year survivor pickums has already come to an abrupt end chipper uh he unlike his atlanta braves he won so he is moving on it's atlantic oh yeah the atlantic braves i apologize (laughs) i forgot they moved so close to the sea um so chipper did win which the prize for that survivor pool is to be a guest on the show one time so we'll figure that out in the future um, obviously it's going to be after my wedding and trip and everything. Cause I have way too much going on to worry he's about actually that going right with now. us on the trip. He'll be on the show. Down oh, okay. In, that actually down, works. Down as long there. as he's paying for his shit. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. He'll be down there with um, us. So. Perfect. So congratulations to chipper for winning. And then I did reopen it up for the remaining guys that did get eliminated just because it's only week six. I don't want this contest to be over with already. Yeah, it's been Nick, fun. I mean, yeah, the interaction, it was cool, but I don't great. want it to be over with. Sure. So I invited everybody to come back. Um, and once we get our logo and shit situation figured out, any update? Uh, not yet. So okay. we'll get some merch made and eventually, and then we'll get whoever wins the second go round a t-shirt unless it's chipper. And then he gets nothing. Cause you only win once. That's my new rule. It's official, uh, FCC it's law. A, it's a good rule. Yeah. It's a good rule. I like that. Um, but yeah, so thank you to everybody that participated in that. And that's pretty much it for this episode. We went a little longer than normal today, but that is because had to get some shit off the chest. Had to get some shit off the chest. Tough Browns loss. And because this might be the last episode before the wedding. Um, again, I have so much going on. It's not even funny. I know a lot of people think I should just change my schedule whenever I'm kind of busy. But unfortunately, I can't do that on this episode. So I'm, yeah, I'm going kind to... of tired of having to change my schedule to meet yeah, your I fucking bet. needs. You know, that's fine. And I understand. I, you know, some people have spoken their piece and we saw how that ended. So mm, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am a little busy. We are going to try to get an episode in before we go. But if we can't, um, you know, in case I die down there from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everybody that's listened to the show and done everything to help support it. I love doing this more than anything. It's so much fun. I mean, is there what, 11th episode, 12th? Fuck if I know. I have no idea. I mean, I honestly, know from is. where we started to where we are now, I mean, things are just... Yeah, things are great. Off. So honestly, sincerity, thank you to everybody that listens and, and you know participates. Uh, the more interaction and feedback we get from you guys, the better. Again, we're working on phones and shit like that and voicemails and all that shit so we can get people more interactive. But for the time being, we have to go kind of old school. I know it's funny saying old school, but send us emails, uh, Facebook messages, posts, comments, whatever. Pigeon carriers works yeah. too. I'm fine with that. You yeah. want to send me snail mail? I'm cool with it. Any suggestions or topic ideas or thoughts you have on the show, send it my way. If it's you know worth being on the show, I'll read it for sure. Give everybody a shout out, whoever sends it in. We love fan interaction and fan feedback. If you have a topic that we've never talked about that you would like to hear, send it our way. We're more than appreciative of anything you guys have to offer. So 
Again, with that being said, we're going to try to record one more before we leave. When we're down there, we will be doing some Facebook Live video streaming. We're going to be recording a bunch of shit on, on video to then edit together for a post for everybody. We're going to do some audio recordings to have clips for everything. We won't have full shows down there, which obviously you guys should expect that. Um, we'll have a couple live from a Swim Up Bar episode. Yeah, yeah, like via video. I mean, like we yeah, won't yeah. do any like yeah. recorded episodes. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we can get one more in before we leave. But if not, you know, we'll be back. Just take the break. You know, enjoy, you know, a few weeks off, if you will. Um, and if we all die in the plane. And exactly, yeah. If, if somehow we die, thank you for everybody for taking part in this. Um, please play the Rex Ryan interview at my funeral. I think that might have been some of my finest work. So <laughs> <laughs> please play that. Uh, thank you again for the feedback on the Rex Ryan thing. I got nothing but positive things. People loved it. Uh, definitely going to be doing more shit like that in the future. That has that actually really stabbed fun. other celebrities to want to reach out to yeah, us. Yeah, we actually we got in touch with Rex Ryan's publicist, and we now have just a revolving door of guests that are lining up to be on the show. Yeah, we've got, actually got to book them out. I mean, yeah, like, we've got we, some people who want to get on the show like today. We had to like... Yeah, but we were like, no, we, we yeah. can't have guests back-to-back. Yeah. We don't want to overdo it for our guests or for our audience. So thank you, guys. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Hopefully, uh, we will be keeping up with our picks while we're in Punta Cana, and we'll post those on the uh, on Facebook and everything so everybody can see that. Maybe one of the live videos we can do our picks. We'll do our picks. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Right from the pool, I'll yeah. bring some notebooks and shit down there. Yeah, we'll have sure. pen and paper, so we'll keep track. Um, but that's it. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and that's going to do it for this week's episode. Kyle, anything? Nothing. Have a great night, folks. See you guys.